Hello, this is Dr. Carla Johnston. I want to welcome you personally and thank you for joining me today. In this podcast, we'll be exploring information, ideas, and strategies to identify our unique and individual approach to living a nourished life. I'll be discussing topics that enhance our mind, body, and spirit. So let's have a bigger conversation, one that expands and brings more joy, happiness, and a sense of well-being. I'm delighted that you're here. So let's get started. Hi, and thank you for joining me for this episode, which I've entitled Foundation of Wellness, Supporting Optimal Health. So I want to ask you to think about this question. How are you defining wellness? And how are you defining optimal health? So what is your plan? What are your practices? For most of us, this is not a one-time activity. I use the word practices intentionally because in many cases, it's supporting or enhancing what we're already doing. And it may be learning new practices that support our foundation that allow us to live our optimal lives. So for those that have a chronic illness, such as myself, can we still benefit from supporting foundations and wellness? And my answer to that is a big yes which was my vision for nourishment and uniquely nourishing, allowing us to merge this traditional wisdom of medicine and then pairing it with the current evidence-based approaches that scientists are confirming a lot of traditional medicine's wisdom. And that allows us to be able to use those to enhance our own lives. And so we get to make the decision on what we're going to bring in or what we're going to learn or what we're going to let go of. And that's what I want to talk about today. Now, I come to this perspective from a nutrition nourishment point of view, and we're going to be looking at some other practices that could be of benefit. And frankly, I partner with other practitioners who are very skilled and talented in those areas. So I want to have that conversation as well. Recently, I was in the middle of a discussion with a group of women who were talking about healthcare and overall health and supporting health. And someone had used the expression CAM, which complementary and alternative medicine. And I just personally found that term a bit dated. Originally, back in the day, complementary and alternative medicine, alternative medicine meant, well, if, if you're going to go away from your doctor's advice, you're going to go find some alternative method to health and wellness. Possibly you were ill. So alternative medicine, many, many, many years ago, for example, would have been an acupuncturist. So your doctor gives you a plan and you may go to see an alternative medicine practitioner, an acupuncturist, which that's really shifted. Even the National Institute of Health now has changed their CAM site to a National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health. And so that's really more of a contemporary vision, this integrating these practices into healthcare as a healthcare team that can support all of us. And what I love about it is it's important for us to know the science of health, in my view, the art and the wisdom of traditional medicine. It's also important to learn the science of health, and that helps us to become informed so that we can make decisions about our health. I say often in presentations, you are the expert in you. 
And so you will understand how these things are supporting you and where you may need some assistance. Now, I come to this from a nutrition background, a nourishment background. And so when we have these conversations to supporting these foundations, it's a bigger conversation than food and herbs, as I said a couple of times. We want to look at those influences that are supporting us or perhaps creating challenges to our foundation. And then you create a plan and then you work toward what your goals are. And this allows us the ability to lead our healthy and vibrant and empowered life. We're empowered because all of this information is there for us to see, and then we get to decide how we want to move forward. And so what do I mean about influences? What do I mean about these inputs, these things that we need to be aware of when we're putting our foundational plan in place? So a couple of examples. We certainly talk about nutrition, and that would include what we put on our plate from food choice. It includes hydration. And as an herbalist, we may also be looking at herbs. And then also, how are we moving? How are we physically active? Are we more sedentary or less sedentary? Are we sleeping well? What is our stress level like? Is work stress high? Family stress not as high? Are we currently working through a challenge that's creating this long-term stressor that we're working with? What is our genetic history, our family history? Do I really believe that I have the ability to make these decisions that positively impact my life? Do I have the emotional and social support to be able to do that? If I'm going to make a huge change in my life or even some smaller changes, Am I going to be surrounded by people that are encouraging me or am I going to have to push a little harder because maybe those around me aren't supporting that decision? And what are the environmental influences? Do I currently have an illness? The list goes on and on. So as you can see, all of this would go toward those plans and those practices that are going to support these foundations in our health. So with all of those inputs, those influences that I just mentioned, all of them, every single person listening to this podcast and every single person that I work with individually or in presentations or in group practice, there are no two people with exactly the same picture, right? We all have different family backgrounds and stress levels and movement and food likes and dislikes. So that is where that uniquely nourishing piece comes in. We are all unique. Each of us is an individual. There is one thing, though, that we all have in common, without exception, and that is time. There are 24 hours in a day. So we are all get to decide how we're going to be spending that time and what we can do to bring attention and focus to these foundations. What practices are we going to be able to incorporate that support our foundational health. Some people think of it as self-care and it's certainly part of that. And so how are you spending that time? So I do wanna take just a few minutes to talk about some of the other practices that many have found helpful. And that is acupuncture. Acupuncture has been around for about 5,000 years. And what I found interesting in research is that one third of the world's population is using acupuncture as their primary healthcare system. 
Now, there are many research results that support the use of acupuncture, such as hypertension, chronic pain, acute pain, such as those with cancer or migraines, depression, anxiety, the list really does go on. And that's supporting someone with an illness state. Acupuncture is also a foundational health support. And so for those that are called to that practice, that would be their foundational support and health. Another is gentle movement or movement and breath, which would be yoga therapy or qigong or tai chi. And these allow the ability to match postures with breath practices and meditation and movement. And there is research that shows that yoga therapy has been beneficial for those with osteoarthritis or lupus. And again, the research focus typically is on a disease state and how these practices enhance the ability for those with that disease to feel better or seek benefits. So we don't have to be ill to be able to use these to support our foundation. Another is health and wellness coaching, which is an area of support for those that need someone to walk alongside of them with their health goals and to be able to help them support their movement forward. So I'm going to ask you, with 24 hours in a day, most of us are really busy and we can feel like time slips away really quickly. And many of us spend a great deal of time taking care of others as well. I tend to hear a lot from people who are focusing on foundations once they start to recognize symptoms. I say it's the body asking you to pay attention. If we believe the body is wise, then these symptoms are pointing us to an area where we might need some foundational support. So for example, for someone with chronic headaches or gut issues or even mental fog and just not feeling yourself, where are those foundational supports? And each one of these practices that I mentioned could support those. So certainly we could take medicine to reduce the headache. That's one way to move forward. And then another way to move forward, which is the area that I find focused and helpful, is how do we support the foundation of your body? How do we support the nourished part of your body so that we can reduce the instances where you might experience a headache or a gut issue or mental fog? And through all of those topics that I mentioned, it may be moving more. It may be how do we work on sleep? It may be What are the environmental influences? Stress. What are we putting on our plate? What's on life's plate? And then partnering with other practitioners. And then I want to point out one other piece that it goes along with this as we talk about practices. Someone had asked me, how do you find a practitioner? And I thought that was such a great question. Because many of these professions are licensed. I live in the state of Maryland. So in order to be a nutritionist, I must be licensed, and I am. Other states are different. Acupuncture is licensed. Health and wellness coach, I may or may not be. Herbalist, a different background. 
And so what I would say is part of the empowerment is ask questions. Is this person credentialed? Do they have an academic background? I have met and worked with herbalists who have a family history of herbal medicine are very, very talented and may not have the academic background. So for me, it's asking the questions of what their experience is, who do they work with, what groups might they be involved with, and then do you resonate with this person? And then ask one practitioner as a referral to another is a great way to look for support in that area. So again, I'm going to come back to what we talked about in the beginning, that question that I posed to you in the beginning. How are you defining wellness? And how are you defining optimal health? What is your plan? What are your practices? And how are you going to incorporate those to support your foundation so that you can live an optimal, healthy, vibrant, empowered life? I hope you have a terrific day. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast through your favorite app store, or you can sign up through my website, drcarlajohnston.com. I hope you're leaving with some great ideas and information that will bring happiness and a sense of well-being into your life. Music for this podcast has been provided by the Petrichor and their beautiful song, Always Searching. Have a fantastic day. Until next time. Mm-hmm.